0: Hi, this is Nancy Uralt, and welcome to High Road to Humanity. And we have a wonderful guest today. We're going to learn about the fifth dimension, and her name is Maureen J. St. Germain, and she's coming to me today from New York City. So I am so excited to have her on the show. And you guys, if you've heard a lot about the age of the Aquarius and going into the fifth dimension, the ascension, that's what we're going to be talking about today. So please share this show with anybody who you know may be interested in this subject. But before I bring Maureen on, let me give you a little background about Maureen. Uh, she's, for over 25 years, she has experience in the area of mystical and sacred tradition known as the practical mystic. Maureen is a prolific teacher and a facilitator of spiritual knowledge for contemporary life. As a clear channel from source, she is continuously researching, developing, and introducing new methods that will help you connect with your own wisdom channel and inspire your spiritual awakening. Maureen has personal connections with the angels, ascended masters, Hathors, I hope I'm pronouncing that right, divine feminine, and the dragons. A lifelong interest is the Akashic Records. We're going to have her back to talk about that. Resulting in her being granted access to the dimensions that have been off limits to most of humanity for millions of years. Founder of Akashic Records International, Maureen is an extremely accurate Akashic Records guide and instructor. Hey, welcome to High Road to Humanity, Maureen.
1: Thank you, and thank you for having me. It's so much fun.
0: Well, you're very welcome. I'm glad you're here. You know, before we we get started here, can you just give the audience an idea of how you got into this work? Like, how are you able to access this information (laughs) for us?
1: Yeah. I think I was born a mystic, and it was in my family. My mother was very psychic. Um, I remember hearing a story about how she had a dream that grandma had a a stroke and grandma, that grandma lived next door. I was, I was too little to remember it, but I heard the story Mm -hmm. and um, said, you know, I had this dream that that your mother passed away this morning from a stroke. And that's what happened. And Mm -hmm. there were other stories that she told about various things. And I've always had that gift and and cultivated it. So um, even though I worked in the corporate world, for about 30 years, um, I started sidelining until I felt like, okay, I'm just going to make the leap. And I did. Um, and that was in 94. So, um, and in 94, I was doing, uh, both corporate work and, um, the teaching of this mystical tradition called the Merkaba. And that is a geometric shape that you, uh, Uh, activate around the body. Everybody has the shape around the body, but if you don't turn it on, it doesn't do much. And um, that really helped me leapfrog my work. I'd always been very spiritual. I'd I'd studied with the Essenes. I'd studied with a lot of different traditions throughout my career in the corporate world, and then um, wanted to teach this particular body of knowledge, and it took off. Um, And I had the good fortune of having really good guidance that i asked for and received and i teach people now how to do that that's a whole that's another conversation um it's it's also in the book but it's not like the primary focus of the book and so um you know i had a family i i i did it all you know
0: Mm -hmm. i'm with (laughs) you i hear you i i get that
1: (laughs) that's awesome
0: now when you did when you learned this, now do you have this? I know you have some meditations in chapter ten of this book, Wake Up Waking Up in Five D, and that's what we're talking about, and I'm holding it up right. to you if you're watching me on YouTube. You talk about that. There is a meditation that we can pick up on your website, right? To to access Yes.
1: Okay. Yes. And that meditation is called um, the five D Merkaba. Okay. And it's it's a, the Merkaba is a very powerful geometric shape that people uh, activate around their body. And then what I did is I created a, um, uh, opportunity for people to learn a new newly advanced one okay. that is even bigger. Mm-hmm. Um, and keep in mind that I traveled all over the world teaching the original 17 breath Markaba for close to 20 years. Wow. And so, um, and you know, what's interesting is I was willing to go and travel, um, but I never, I never outwardly asked someone to find me a gig. They always came to me.
2: Right.
1: So, um, And part of it was because of my devotion to the work. I did that meditation every single day for over eight years. And I still do it all the time. But I don't do it every single day like I used to.
0: Okay. okay.
1: And I think I know for a fact that that's what helped people, helped me to get to the level I'm at and will help other people to do the same.
0: Okay, so we need to check out that meditation. I'm going to check that out myself. You know, we're all, we're talking about the ascension, um, you know, and it's interesting because I've been talking about heaven on earth for a while, and you talk about heaven on earth, and what really hit me hard in your book was to say a prayer when you wake up in the morning that this day will be like heaven on earth, and I've been doing that for the last few days. Now, it's not always working, but
1: it's helping. You so know, There's a great story behind that. Tell me. Um, when uh, back, you know, for that time period that I was traveling so much and, and teaching in a different city every week, okay. um, one particular week I was traveling from the West Coast to back to my home in Wisconsin. And then I was going to go that very same day to the East Coast. And um, I had deliberately set it up this way because I wanted to see some people on the on the West Coast. So I, I ran it close together to make my um, personal schedule work. Man. Okay. So I come home and they can hear water running. No evidence of any faucets being on. And we discover that there's a pinhole leak in a pipe inside the wall. Okay. So I call my neighbor and he comes over. We turn off the water. I call the plumber. The plumber comes when he says he's going to. Um, The um, repair was only $125. The, um, everything worked like magic. I was even able to do a bank run and make my deposit and take a bunch of postcards that I was waiting to mail until that day and get those posted back in the day. Okay. So I get on the plane and um, even the plane ride was amazing because I was supposed to fly on a later flight. When all this happened, I called the airline and they said, okay, we'll waive the charge based upon your little drama and your trouble with us all the time. And then at the last minute, they call me again and say, look, both of our flights from Madison to Chicago are running an hour late. Is there any way you can make... The earlier flight, which is the one I was originally booked on. Oh my gosh! <laughs> and I said yes. My car's already packed. My uh, I'm only fifteen minutes from the airport. No problem. So I'm now on my original flight, which is an hour late, but I'll still make my connections. Okay. I'm sitting on the plane and I'm looking around and I'm thinking that was amazing. That was yeah. so amazing. It was like, how did that happen? And I was immediately told, well, you asked for a day of heaven on earth. Well, what had happened when mm-hmm. I got off the plane in the morning after flying all night? Um, I ran into one of the people at the um, baggage that also do, you know, check in and being a small airport. Everybody knew me because I was flying there every week. Right. So she said, Oh, hi, Maureen. How are you doing? And I said, Oh, I'm doing great. But this is my day from blank, because I have to be back here in two hours to catch a flight. And she looked me kind of funny. And I realized what I had said. Now, I never use that word in my everyday language, but I had been using it to describe a hard day.
0: Right. Right.
1: To help people understand and, you know, get a point really fast. So as soon as I caught myself, I said, but I'm having a day of heaven on earth because I'm flying with United. So now I'm sitting on the plane thinking about all this and I'm thinking, whoa, the next time I have a really busy day, I'm going to ask for a day of heaven on earth.
0: And, you did. and then I
1: did it the second time. And the second time, everything again, smooth as silk. You could still have drama, but it all worked out. So then I realized I didn't have to wait for a busy day. And I okay. asked for it every day.
0: Well, I'm starting to do it. And I, I really enjoyed your book. There were so many things in there that really caught me. You know, um, my mom always cursed, and I cursed, you know. And I, I read what you said about cursing. Of course, I don't curse as much as I used to, I guess. But you said when people curse, it's like garbage. It's like that energy comes around, and that really hit home with me too. I thought that yeah, was you know,
1: interesting. I, I, I make the metaphor in the book that it's a lot like all the prayers that the traditional religions use—the rosary, the Jewish right. Hebrew prayers that people say over and over—and they carry momentum. And so the same is true with the with the curse words. You know, right. they carry momentum. And when you when a person says those words, they're actually attracting all that unhappy, dark crappy energy right into their face even if and i actually had i think i wrote about this in the book where i had a conversation with a really sweet woman but she had a you know uh she had a potty mouth yeah she had a potty mouth i didn't to say it you know like um like a yeah. marine or something right? yeah. anyway we know we know what this is about and she said well they're just words And I and you know that's when I explained it to her, and and so it changed the way she looked at things. Yeah.
0: Right. Well, no, and you know I've been watching myself, but that really hit home with me.
1: You know, we're
0: um, I want to we've got a few more minutes before we go to break, but I want to talk to you real quick before we get into more of the book about what's happening in our world right now with the COVID nineteen. I have this philosophy. I want to know what you think. I think that this is a time for us to be still and to realize what's really important in life. Do you think that?
1: Yeah, I do. And um, I don't think it's at all what we're being told. Um, I don't think we're being given the full story. I think certain people have their hands tied right now, but it's also like a test to see how much we're willing to put up with. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we're starting to see that people are, are up in arms and not putting up with so much craziness. And, you know, my husband, really objects to a lot of this because he feels like his civil rights are being violated, which they are. Right. And so then we adapted and said, okay, what's well, a fashion statement. We want to fit in. So we're making it a fashion statement instead of a <laughs> obedience. Okay. That's number okay. one. We're changing our attitude on it. Okay. We're right. just trying to fit in. And then the other thing is when people, you know, they, they, set the park up so you could only walk one way in a certain section, you know, and there's plenty of people who walk the wrong way. And, and instead of saying you're walking the wrong way and, and correcting them or shaming them, like a lot of people are trying to do.
0: I know. I had a lady shame me in the grocery store. She told me I was walking the wrong way.
1: <laughs> uh huh. Uh-huh. What I decided was to kind of like thumbs up. I'm not willing to go out there and, and fight with city hall. I, because I'm, my, I'm focused on my job. My job is to help people grow spiritually. Right. But there are people who are ready and willing to fight City Hall. And so I'm going to thumbs up them and right. say, you know what? I champion you and I, I'll get behind you. I just don't want to be out in front on that one.
0: <laughs> I'm with you. Hey, listen, we're getting ready to go to commercial break. But um, when we come back, I want to talk about ascension and getting to the fifth dimension and you guys if you want to pick up maureen's book it's called waking up in 5d <clears throat> it's a practical guide to multi-dimensional transformation by maureen j st germain i'm sure we can pick it up at amazon right mm-hmm. yes okay.
1: you can if, uh, in the bookstores. it's in all the bookstores
0: awesome awesome yeah. i think that's where i picked it up as a bookstore um yeah, actually yeah. a couple years ago
1: but listen um this is nancy you
0: hang we on right we have back. more
3: stories to tell on high road to humanity Check out Nancy's website, nancyyearout.com, to book a session with Nancy to learn how to tap into your own abilities.
0: Have you ever been in a situation where you needed a miracle? I think most of us probably have, whether it's a financial emergency, health crisis, or some other serious situation, most of us know the feeling of helplessness and even hopelessness. Now imagine having to wait for a miracle for six months, even a year or more. That's the situation for thousands of children all around the world who are waiting for a sponsor. Their only hope of escaping the poverty around them is someone like you choosing them. This is Nancy Yarow and I'm joining With Compassion, to give you the chance to be the miracle in a child's life. For a little more than a dollar a day, you'll provide the physical, emotional, and spiritual support a child needs, not just to survive poverty, but to be released from poverty in Jesus' name. Don't make a child wait one day longer for their miracle. You can find out more or sponsor a child right now. Just go to my website, nancyyearout.com that's www.nancyyearout.com
3: we want to thank you so much for listening to the show now welcome back to the high road
0: Hey, this is Nancy. You're out, and I'm here today with Maureen J. St. Germain. And we're going to talk about waking up in 5D. We're getting, we're getting closer to being in the fifth dimension. Hey, Maureen, how do we get to the fifth dimension? How do we elevate ourselves? You know, I, it's hard because I, I try to stay in the fifth dimension, but sometimes people are in the third and they bring you down. And I want to talk about that.
1: Okay, so number one, as you have already stated, lots of times we're in th- we're in fifth already and that's the cool news right. and it's also kind of like a, a joke in my mind because people used to think and and, and certainly um, that's what a lot of people told me uh, even though I wasn't buying it that you know you'd get to the fifth and i now realize it's more like a sine wave and we're just kind of you know up and down and of course the joke is think of a teenager they do something really mature followed by something stupid something mature, something stupid. And that's us. So we're, you know, we're, we're the teenagers getting into 5d. Now, how do you get there? Um, Announcing it. Like you said earlier, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm waking up in 5d. That's one way, or I'm asking for a day of heaven on earth. And the reason that works is because uh, 5d is heaven on earth. So when people say, well, what is the ascension or what is 5d? The answer is, well, it's the equivalent of what the traditional churches have taught us is heaven. Right, and I want to stop you there because it says in the Bible that there will be heaven on earth. And you
0: know, when I read your book and and when you talk about this, this makes so much sense. This is exactly what they talked about in the Bible, right? Mm Hmm. Mm Hmm. Okay.
4: Absolutely. Okay.
1: Absolutely. And speaking of the Bible, um, I want to take a a side trip for a minute and tell tell your listeners to check out um, a, a meditation CD that I created called "Activating Your Sixth Sense." Um, the golden bowl. And I found a passage in the old Testament where they talk about the golden bowl, which is this area of the sinuses, not only here, but here and here and here. And it's like a satellite dish to connect to your divine self. Nice. And, It's a very nice, easy meditation, 12-minute intro that explains everything, and then another 12-minute meditation. So, you know, after you listen to the intro a few times with the meditation, there may be times you just want to listen to the meditation, and that's only 12 minutes, and it puts you right in that fabulous state, because it opens up the sinuses, and 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 changes the energy and everybody who uses it has these amazing stories that they're telling wow. me. So that's, that's a nice tool. Maureen, so what's your website? Ahead. When people, if people want to pick up these CDs, uh, what's your website? Maureen MaureenStGermain.com. M-A-U-R-E-E-N-S-T-G-E-R-M-A-I-N.com. Thank you. Thank you.
0: Because you guys, you got to pick up these, um, these meditations yeah, because a lot of this is meditation.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know, and that's one of the things that I have really excelled in is, is writing meditations that people can use that are suitable for someone leading you through a process. I've always had to deal with monkey mind and lots of people who have monkey mind. And so it's, it's purposeful meditation. It's It's got a real, you know, direct purpose. Right. Um, so getting into 5D is is an intention, that's number one. Okay. And number two, um, if we can find time to do any kind of meditation, first thing in the morning, that also helps set the stage. Um, and one of the things that happens is you don't know when you're in 5D. It's, you're just happy, everything's funny, um, you know, something, crummy happens and you find yourself laughing about it instead of getting all bent out of shape right. and you're in 5d when someone succeeds in pushing your buttons, then you've slipped back into 3d. Then you know, Oh man, I'm not in 5d anymore. Okay. But for example, one of the ways that you can tell when you're in 5d, and again, this is all in hindsight because you can't really tell in the moment because 5d is so present real time right now that you don't notice that you're noticing. Yeah. And I want to stop you there because this is something everybody needs to know. If
0: you want to be in 5D, you've got to live in the now, right? Exactly. You have to live in the present moment. And I, and that's what's something I've been working on. So I bring that up because it's, it's not as easy as you might think, you know, it's because
1: you're not easy at all because we're thinking about the past and, right. you know, past whatever, a few months. And then what's going to happen in the future? You know, we've got all this churn. And if we just say, wait a minute, like you said in the beginning of the call, let's take, a moment and look at this and say well this is a good time to chill and figure out what's important to me right so um one of the ways that you can tell in hindsight that you've been in 5d is when something that you um use regularly like your sunglasses uh get you, you know you you come in put them away and then you realize "Oh, i have gotta go back out so you go back out and you grab your go for your sunglasses and they're not in the drawer you put them in and you think to yourself just put them there you know it's not like I'm tired it's not like there's something wrong (laughs) excuse me and then you just find I'll take the spare so you take the spare you run your second errand and then you come back and um then you um come home and you go to put your sunglasses away forgetting that you're using the spare and there's the sunglasses that you were looking for exactly where you looked exactly where you left them and you think to yourself how come I couldn't find them and the answer is when you came home from the first errand you were peaceful and in a good place I you know I did my stuff and put them down and you were in 5d you didn't know you were in 5d but you were and then when you remembered that you forgot something and you're running the second errand that's an energy of anxiousness which is more 3d it's more polarized oh what if I don't get this done what if I don't get this item like that so then the energy shifts and whatever you put down in 5d is not visible in 3d in 5d everything in 3d and 4d is visible but from 3d you can't see up to 5d makes sense that's a way to tell that makes and there's sense. another way to tell okay this has to do with time i know i love that you talk about time i just want to say this i'm just
0: fascinated by time because i just want to ask you because you talk about time how can you be in the past present and future all at the same time that's what i
1: want to know Time is a construct. So think of a string. Okay. And then think of putting a ruler next to the string. The ruler is time. The string is events. So you can have a string of events that don't have any time. You know, think about your computer. You could be working on a Word doc and then walk away and an hour later come back and finish it, or two days later come back and finish it. The computer doesn't keep track of how long it's been. Right. You do. You do, exactly. So time is a construct that we've adopted to uh, experience the reality a certain way. And time does not exist anywhere else, does not exist in any other version of the reality. And it doesn't mean that there isn't, you know, a string of events, but they're not tied to time. Well, I have a question. So if you're in 5D, does that mean that
0: you're out of the time deal do you know? I mean, do you want? Do you know what I'm saying? Because I will tell you this, Maureen. I've been going down the road in my car and saying, "Oh, I'm going to be late. Hey, you guys, I'll ask the angels. Hey, make sure I get there on time." And I've done this for a long time. Okay, if, and like you, I in the business world, I use my spiritual stuff in real estate. You know, way before I got into the spiritual stuff. So I'd say, "Angels, I'm going to be late. Make sure I'm there on time." Every single time, I was on time because they changed it for oh, me. Mm-hmm. Right. You can time
1: and you can collapse time. So, so in 5D, do you need to, you can do that still or, or how does it work? Well, in 5D, you can still participate in 3D. Okay. So there's no limitation there. So you are um, playing in um, 5D, but you're also observing 3D okay And so here's what happens. Okay. Imagine you're at a traffic light, and this has happened to a lot of people. It's not just me talking through my hat here, because even though it's happened to me, but it's happened to lots of people who verified it for me. Your third car back, and the light changes. You notice the light has changed, and nobody moves. People don't start crossing the street. Nothing moves, and you're looking at that. And but you're in a good place. You don't mind. You're not in a hurry. So you just wait. And it isn't until later that you realize that you saw the light change before the guy in front did. Because in 5D, you're actually seeing the reality before it's available down in the lower levels.
0: Oh my gosh.
1: That's another way you know. And how does that show up in in conversation? Right. You have a conversation with somebody and you answer the question that they were going to ask. Right. And that's happened to lots of people. Right. Right. And it isn't that you're mind reading. You're actually hearing the question. You know, years ago, I was on the phone with somebody. We had a group of people at our home. And um, we called people in uh, Egypt. And I handed the phone to the woman. And after we got off the phone, everybody had a chance to talk to these people. The original woman came over to me. and She said, "Maureen, why did you hand the phone to me first? And I said, well, you said you wanted to talk to so-and-so. And And she said, no, I didn't Uh ask you. I thought it. Right. But I didn't say.
0: But you're percept- you you were psychic like I am, yes. You pick up that stuff too. So is it part of being is
1: part I of being psychic? It. Yeah, but you heard but, it. if you're psychic it comes in as a thought. Can okay. you actually hear a conversation? That That's means you yeah. You've actually uh, you're ahead of that you're ahead of the curve, so to speak.
0: Yeah. Okay. Okay. That makes total sense to me. Now you say in your book, and I love this consciousness and science are the, the metaphysical and the science are finally coming together and it's about time. Don't you think?
1: Yes, it is. Well, you know, there's a, there's a thing that I started saying to people and that is that our, um, our technology got way ahead of our spirituality.
0: Right. I agree.
1: And we're doing the catch up right
0: hey listen we're going to commercial break but we you guys we're going to be right back here with Maureen she's I have lots more questions for her and we're going to um, we're going to talk more about waking up in 5D this is Nancy Year out this is High Road to Humanity and we'll be right back
3: we'll be right back on High Road to Humanity make sure that you subscribe to the podcast on iTunes iHeartRadio or download directly from Nancy's website nancyyearout.com so you never miss an episode of The High Road
2: Do you struggle with knowing the right food for your lifestyle? Is there really a one right way to eat? As a chronic dieter, I was always so confused by the food rules and the fad diets, where to even start. That's why I decided to go into health coaching. As your health coach, I will help you find the solution that is right for you. I will help you find balance. Unlike most dietitians and nutritionists, I focus on a whole person approach, not just food. I address stress sleep patterns, underlying root issues, and so many other contributing factors to health. And as a mental illness survivor, I love talking about ways to fire up brain health. If you're interested in learning more and maybe even a complimentary consultation, contact me at www.sparkingwholeness.com or message me on Instagram through the handle sparking wholeness. And now let's get back to the show.
3: We want to thank you so much for listening to High Road to Humanity. This is where Nancy and her guests tell stories that will guide you and enlighten your mind and soul. Now, welcome back to the High Road.
0: Hi, this is Nancy Yerot, and we're back here today. We're talking about waking up in 5D. Maureen, I have all these questions for you. I could talk to you for probably five hours. but um, (laughs) So, is time
1: speeding up? Well... No, so we're pushing more. You know, that's that string. You know, that long string on the yeah. ruler yeah. getting pushed in. So it feels like there's more accomplished. So yeah. it feels like we're moving faster. It's okay. that we're moving faster.
0: Okay, all right. Now I want to know what about the people who don't want to wake up, who choose like, what if your kids? Because I have, by the way, I I like your website. You guys got to check out our website. I love your video because you're real and you tell the real deal. So I'm asking about kids. You know, we all have kids and and you want them to wake up in 5D because you're in 5D, but they are in 3D or 4D. What do you do about that? How do you handle those situations where other people that are close to you, you can see it because you're in 5D, so you're watching it, but you can't change it and you got to wait till they come and ask you because you can't force them, right?
1: That's right. I always tell people, wait till somebody asks you twice. If they ask you once, they're noticing you're different. If they ask you twice, they've opened up their mind and their heart. So I, my house rule is do not tell, unless they're your student, do not give them any real answers until they've asked you twice. Because the first time they know you're different, the second time is when they really want to know. And um, it's so interesting to me because um, I have four sons, and, you know, some of them are very devout spiritually at one end of the spectrum. And then there's the other end of the spectrum. And I have one son, for example, who was um, against me again, you know, right. for a long time. And um, I knew why, because he could see, he had the gift of sight. Ah. So, you know, one one night when they were, he and his brother were talking about Archangel Michael and uh, demons and stuff, you know, and they turned the lights out and the one who had sight could see all these demons coming in. And it's just like when you say someone's name, when you, you know, when you start talking about that stuff, they start coming because they, are you talking to me, talking to me? And so um, the one who could see screamed at the other one saying, turn the light on, turn the light on because then he wouldn't see it, you know? Right. And, in the few seconds it took for him to get out of bed to the light switch, he called in Archangel Michael. And the the one who could see saw a fence, like a, a grid, go up around the perimeter room, just like somebody was building a, a wall. Right. <laughs> like that and well, that, that's you know, wonderful I love that yeah, he he pushed it away for many many years now he's starting to kind of accept it and of course I tease my kids just as much as they'll tease me so you know I'll tell them well you know your mother's kind of weird and, and that gives them a breathing room and then <laughs> I, um, one time when I was joking around with one of my sons and I was going to be in the same city that he lived in but I was going to be staying with somebody else because my son didn't have room so um, <clears throat> I said well you know Seth is going to let me use his Beamer. And he looked with a really straight face and he said, he must not have checked in with his higher self, Mom. (laughs) I love it. I love it. I love it. Well, I have the
0: same thing. I have one daughter that really believes, but she doesn't use it. And I always tell her, you can use it for good or evil. And then I have another one that says, Mom, it's not in the Bible. So,
1: you know, we go back and forth. So it's it's, a... Great, great. You give them the golden bowl meditation because that is in the Bible. Oh, there. See, I love that. I love that, And I do that a lot. Yeah. You bring them back right. to. Right. Another one of my meditations that cites a lot of Bible citations is the rainbow angel meditation. Okay. Yeah. So you can give them those and okay. say, these are in the Bible.
0: Okay. That's fantastic. I love that. I yeah. love that. Well, and Jesus talked about the spoken word in the Bible and
1: that's the things and more I will do.
0: Right. Right. Exactly. And so he, we didn't take it literally, but that's Mark. Huh? I'm sorry.
1: but yeah, I was just going to quote the section, but it's okay. No, um, go ahead. Go ahead. I Mark. I was just going to say it's in Mark, you know, one ten, 10. But um, what you were saying is so much of the Bible, I think this is what you're about to say is interpreted by the minister. Yes. And then the, um, um, The the people who belong to that church listen to him and they're quoting the priest or the minister as if they are the gospel and they are not right so a lot of it's up to interpretation right
0: now I connect with God every day I do my meditation and I bring the light down through my head and all that stuff and that really helps me a lot I think when do you think we'll all be able to do that eventually yes we'll all be doing that stuff
1: Yeah, I think so. I think we'll all be how long, Marie? What do you think? Twenty-six years. How many? Twenty-six. Twenty-six. Oh my God! Think about it. We're talking about eight eight billion people, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Bad? No, I'm with you. I'm with you.
1: That means we get. uh, That means we get what? Every Every six years, we get another billion people. Right. Right. (laughs) You do the math. But I also think it'll hit critical mass and we'll just slip because I do think that there's a lot of people who are what I will call extras and they're just here marking time um, and they don't care one way or the other and they'll go whichever way the wind is blowing and without judgment, without looking at their past and saying this or looking at your past and saying that. And there's another group of people that'll wake up and they'll step into it And they won't remember that they were the guy that was criticizing you two two months earlier. Right. I know that's happened with a lot of people. They tell me, you know, their relatives call and they ask about something that they've studied, astrology, numerology, crystals, whatever. And they talk to them like it's a recipe. And they get off the phone and they think, wait a minute. They didn't. They used to make fun of me.
0: Right. Right. So now they're getting to that point where they're starting to pay attention. I think a lot
1: of people just wake up. They'll just turn on.
0: Right. Well, the, and the light workers are here, here to help humanity. And you have a section for all the light workers out there, you guys. She has a section in the book that helps us because I love that because you. A lot of us, I have night sweats. I have all these, like I have that, I have that. And you give all the different symptoms, you know, for people who are here. You also talk about the light workers who don't want to be here. And I can attest to that because there's times where I say, I just don't want to be here because it's too difficult sometimes. And then you remember why you're here and you start your work again. Can you address that?
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, number one in the records, record keeper said to numerous times to various clients that if you don't want to be here, it's because you're not doing your job. Right, and so you're unhappy with yourself. That's that's number one. So, dear God, help me find my job and do it. And number two, um, do not subject yourself to the pain and suffering of this world. So, for example, I don't watch the news. I get tidbits from my husband or people around me, or I read, you know, blog posts that that refer to things, but I don't watch it. Right. There are certain um, um, well-known um, Uh, talk show hosts that I cannot listen to because it's too physically painful to hear the graphic detail that they like to go into. Right. Uh, I won't watch horror movies or anything with violence. And by the way, if you get caught in a movie theater or watching a movie with the family, you know, and something comes on TV, that's, you know, really violent and harsh. The way to deal with it in the moment is put your hand on the top of your head. okay? Okay. And then you cover your chakras and you, just close to your chakras, just like this. And it's just like when you if you were manually closing your eyes. Okay? Right. So you're closing your chakras. Now what that does is it doesn't circulate in your aura because if it, it, it happens to a lot of people where they watch something on TV that's, you know, physically um, violent. It's physically painful for them.
0: Right. I Some have t- that.
1: Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then it circulates in their aura for right. week before it right. finally Right. So the way to keep that from entering your consciousness is just close your chakras. I love real that. Real simple. So that. the minute you see that's coming on, and then the other thing is, you know, I, sometimes I do this. You know, close my eyes, close my, you know. I don't want to know. I don't want to know. <laughs> <laughs> tell, me the, tell me when the violence is over. You know, and yeah. everyone laughs, it makes fun of me. I don't care. I'm right. not gonna. I'm not gonna take that in because for me that's physically painful, and it's partly because there are those of us on the planet who are holding so much light and so much space up here in this right. vibration, they've said that being here is physically painful. And that's also why the ascended masters and our angels and everybody else don't know the kind of pain we're in. When we're in pain, we have to say, I need help. You can't just assume they know you're in suffering because they don't feel it. So it's okay to ask. Yeah. You, that's
0: really important. It's okay to ask, say, the yeah,
1: when you ask the angels. Ask the angels. Right. Their vibration is so high. Right. That it's, it's, it would, it would, I don't know what it would do to them, but it would be physically painful more so than even for us, right? For them to even begin to experience our pain. So okay. you, you, you may say to yourself, well, God is God, He knows everything. But the truth is, He doesn't experience what you experience. And that's why we're in a body and God is right. in spirit. Right. And so you know, well, you can't feel it. I mean, you know, it's like your baby, if you have a baby, you, you, you nurture the baby and you hold the baby, with the baby's crying. If the baby doesn't cry, you don't know the baby's unhappy.
0: Right, exactly. The only thing I wanted to mention that I think is really important, and and I've learned this over time, is that when you do ask the angels for help, make sure it's the angels that walk 100% in the light of God, because there are other angels out there, and I think people don't realize that. And so it's really, yeah, it's important to, to be specific with your words, yes?
1: There are many, many angels that were part of what we call the fallen angels that have um, started to redeem themselves and moved into the light. Okay. And there are many angels of the light. And there are still a few stragglers that haven't, haven't joined the ranks of those moving towards God. So asking for beings of 100% percent god light is very, very important because it tells the universe, I'm not playing with anybody else who's not going in the same direction as me. And we can get fooled. And that's why it's so important to get your higher self-connection going. Because okay. then, you know, um, you know, in the grocery stores, they have a system they call lost leader. And they have everyone's favorite potato chips or corn chips for under the cost. And then um, you come in to get the chips and then you buy a bunch of other stuff. Right. So that lost leader has gotten you in the store. And the same can be true of a spiritual teacher. A spiritual teacher may be channeling or bringing in really good information that 's accurate and true, and then slip some other uh, lie into it right and I actually had a, a client recently um, that I wrote her this morning, and, and she was saying that someone said the angels were you know um, of the dark, and, and I wrote her back and I said, Well, there are angels of the dark, but right. that't your angels are right, and certainly not Archangel Michael.
0: Right, exactly. Hey, listen, we're going to commercial break, um, but we're here today, you guys, with Marine J. St. Germain, and we will be right back. This is Nancy Yearout.
3: We'll be right back with The High Road and more. Don't forget to visit Nancy's website at nancyyearout.com to sign up for her online classes or to book a private session to learn how to tap into your own abilities. Oklahoma, man, we don't waste it. I'm just trying to paint the picture for
0: Do you feel like something is missing in your life? Do you feel lost or alone? Do the things you buy for yourself lose their luster quickly? Are you searching for fulfillment within your heart and soul? What if you were given the ability to change your life for the better, to create what you want for yourself? What if I told you you have the ability to tap into the universal energy to design the life you desire? This was my discovery many years ago, as a businesswoman and a single mom, I had no choice but to pay attention to what the universe was revealing to me, and I learned how to use it for my benefit. When you wake up and pay attention to the messages that the universe is showing you, your life will change for the better. Because we all hold the ability to tap into the universal energy to enhance our love life, our career, our finances, anything you wish. This energy was created for our use, and it's free. Now, I'm excited to share this information with you in my book, Wake Up, The Universe is Speaking to You. It's available to you on my website at www.nancyyearout.com. That's N-A-N-C-Y-Y-E-A-R-O-U-T.com. Barnes & Noble and Amazon. And thanks for picking up my book. And may the energy of the universe bless you.
3: We want to thank you so much for listening to the show. Now, welcome back to The High Road. Oh,
0: get, All right, this is Nancy Gerald and we're back today. We're talking about waking up in the fifth dimension. You know, Maureen, I want to know about karma because I found that so interesting. You said there is no more karma. So what happens to the people who do things wrong? They don't, because I always, I always say it's okay. God takes care of that stuff. It's okay. We don't have to do anything. It's not up to us. Talk to me about that.
1: Okay. Well, number one, when I got this information back in 1994. I knew it was true because I have ways of verifying it with my higher self and my guidance, but I shook my head kind of like you are right now going, what the heck? And, um, when I told a few trusted people who were spiritual and students of mine, um, it did not land on receptive ears. You know, they were kind of angry about it. Right. So, but that was like almost 20 years ago, more than that now. So what is the thing? And what I, Begin to understand it's like we're like in a board game. When we're playing the board game, the rules apply. Okay. When we walk away from the board game, doesn't matter. Whatever happened doesn't matter. You know, if,
0: <clears throat> that, so if somebody you know, does you wrong and you think, oh, well, I don't have to do anything. God will take care of that. Will God take care of that?
1: No, it won't be necessary to take care of it. Because... And that's Think that's the thing that people don't understand because they think right. that. How can I explain this? When we're in a duality, okay, there is good and evil. Okay, when we move into fifth dimension, there is no more good and evil. It's right. all God. Right. So, I think I'm going to give you a metaphor to help explain this. Okay, um, let's say uh, you have a three year old. You're going to take outside after his nap and he finds a puddle and jumps in the puddle and gets all dirty and you let him do whatever he wants. It's playtime. And then after that's over, you bring him in, give him a bath and everything's fine. Okay. That's us. When we moved into polarity, we were allowed to choose the not God choice. The not God choice allows us to step outside of the boundary of what God would choose this has been permitted. It's no longer needed. We did this to expand the database, to expand consciousness, to experience variety that we would not have had in any other way. Okay. When we move into 5D, we move into a new realm of awareness of a bigger expanse but all of our choices will be god choices and the example i want to give you is if you came to my house first thing i would do is offer you a drink come on in have a drink of water have a cup of tea whatever you'd like in my world it's not really possible to come to my house and sit down in my living room without being offered something to drink so i'm always in that zone of this or more and what I'm suggesting is that the, the not God choices would fall below that and those would not occur to me. So when we become fifth dimension, we're going to be like that. Every choice is going to be a choice that's going to be pleasing to ourselves and the other person. And so the there'll not- be
0: more integrity and more honesty and more kindness and all of that.
1: Right. But and we won't need to evaluate someone else's behavior like we currently do now
0: right right
1: okay. because people won't it won't occur to them to behave badly so eventually everybody will all get
0: it and you say it takes 26 years till we all get it
1: from today and that just came right in when you asked the question. I, I didn't know that before you asked the question.
0: Oh wow, that's really cool. Now, when you one thing you say when you connect to your higher self, and I want to tell the audience this because I, first of all, y'all got to get her book because it's just amazing, and I just couldn't put it down. But um, you say that when you connect to your higher self, make sure, and you're asking a question because you talk about this in the book. And what she says, you guys, is you can you figure out which is yes, which is no. And which is what neutral, I think. Right. Okay. So I did that. And so, but the most important thing you said was to make sure that when you ask the question, you specifically ask your higher self. Can you talk about that?
1: Yes. Um, First of all, uh, you're specifically referring to what I call the practice period, which is a minimum of 45 days. And so when you start out with this practice, you absolutely must, know what day it is and then add 45 days and know what that date is in the future okay so if you're the beginning of a month then you know month after next on the 15th is your 45 day mark you know that when you start out because you want to be playful and you want to ask all kinds of unimportant insignificant questions and the reason you're doing that is to teach your ego that your higher self is always right and so you start out by unimportant insignificant things but lots of times it gives you some kind of wonderful result that you didn't know about when you started out. So, you know, assuming we're not in lockdown forever, when we want to go to a restaurant, we might ask, higher self is in our highest and best. Place. go to this one? No, this one. No, this one. Yes. You go to that one and you run into somebody you've been looking for. Okay. Um, you get told to make a phone call at a certain time and you ask, is this my higher self telling me to make this phone call now? Yes. So why do we have to specify the higher self? And that is because if you don't, your ego can jump in, your uh, desire body can jump in, you know. Um, a person could be um, wanting to go out with a certain person. And um, if they just say, should I go out with this person? And, and um, you know, they get a yes, they're going to think it's their higher self. But if you say higher self... Okay. Then it's always your higher self. Now, when you ask a question like that, like the, the girlfriend or boyfriend thing, mm-hmm. your your desire body is gonna give you a, an accurate answer, but it's only limited in scope. It's only about the immediate immediate needs, you know, being important, being appreciated, the sexual energy, whatever it is. When you ask your higher self, you're asking for a higher. Um, energy source that has access not only to what you care about here but what you care about laterally and right. what I mean by that is your higher self is proactive your lower self is reactive okay. so your lower self is giving you a reaction to something but your higher self can be proactive so after your 45 days your higher self is going to come in and tell you something and then you can just say is this my higher self and it will always answer yes if, if it is your higher self, it is.
0: Now you can do that with your heart too, because I've always done the, they call it the heart drop. I'll ask my heart the question. What do you think about that?
1: Well, what we're doing in 5D is ruling with the heart, but it is a dance. So we're not eliminating the mind or right. the mental body. Right, And um, it may be that if your heart centered, your higher self has moved into your heart anyway. Okay. Um, but I feel very strongly that, that we're, when we access the higher self and refer to it by name, we're accessing the treasure house in heaven, the aspect of ourselves that's holding all the accomplishments we've done in, any, in every lifetime, so we have access to a lot more data and a lot more information.
0: So as we do this, so as we get connected and we do our 45 days and, and we're, then, we're more, then we're used to it, That's you know, it's more normal for us to ask the question, more information will come in, yes?
1: Absolutely. What okay. usually happens is the 45 days of practice, if, if a person is true to it and they're playful, because it's really important to be playful. A lot of people want to test, Was it, is it so accurate? Is it giving me good information? And the minute you want to test, you've made it important. So you got to understand, you got to treat it like a six-year-old treats a game of of checkers. They don't care who wins. They just want to play. And that's what you're doing. You're developing the communication between you and your higher self. So you don't ask questions that you can keep score on. You ask about things that don't matter, things that you don't care about. (laughs) That's really, really important. Excuse me. And then what happens is you have developed a rapport with your higher self. So now your higher self knows you're serious about, after six weeks, your higher self knows you're serious about staying connected to the divine self. And your higher self will start coming in with information that you need, that you didn't know you needed. Before you ask. Before you ask. I love it. Like, I love it. Like, I'll give you an example. When I was still in the corporate world, I was um, working in um, uh, a, 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 a nonprofit, and we wanted to get some publicity on a particular thing we were doing. Okay. I had called the newspaper reporter that would do the would be the likely guy to write the story. I don't know two or three times during the day and didn't get him, and left a couple of voicemails. Mm-hmm. Okay, at five minutes till five, I got a very clear message: call the guy. And I remember arguing with my higher <laughs> self, and I said, "I don't want to. I don't want to call him. It's five to five. I got to get home. I got kids to fix dinner for. Blah blah blah. Yeah. Call the guy. I don't want to call the guy. Call the guy. Okay, fine. I'm calling the guy. So I call the guy. And he says, Maureen, how could you possibly know I was even here? I'm never here at this time. Now, that's not the end of the story. My story that I was pushing made it to the front page. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. Front page of that newspaper the next day. And it was a citywide newspaper. That's and it was crazy. above the notice on the Pope who was coming <laughs> to the Pope. Or was oh, my in town. I don't know. Wow. wow. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, your higher self will help you with every part of your life. You know, one time I was driving home from work and, and I lived in a rural area, um, a little bit rural, and the grocery stores were before I got to my house. And um, I got a very clear message, stop at the grocery store. I don't want to stop at the grocery store. And that's a funny thing. I tell people, it's okay to argue with your higher self, but let your higher self win. <laughs> yeah, let it you win. Okay. Okay, so um, stop at the grocery No, I don't want to stop. Um, stop at the grocery Okay, fine. Now, at that point... Coming into the grocery store, I don't know whether there's somebody in the grocery store that I'm going to run into that I need to talk to, whether there's something I need to buy, right? or I'm supposed to help somebody. I don't know right. I right. just know I need to go in the grocery store. Okay. So I get in the grocery store. Okay. Why am I here? Tuna fish. I don't need tuna fish. Are you having tuna fish casserole for dinner tonight? Yes. Buy tuna fish. I don't need tuna fish. Buy tuna fish. Okay, fine. I buy the tuna fish. I come <laughs> home. You know, and a week later... I find an empty can of tuna fish under one of the kids' beds. I imagine that he shared it with one of the cats, but I'm not sure. Okay. I questions. <laughs> I love it. So that's why. And you don't know until later on. Okay. No, All no, right. That no. makes sense. Right. And that's, you know, I mean, that's a very simple thing, but I also avoided a big car accident because my higher self told me to do something really wacky and I did it. I didn't like it. I questioned my higher self and I was told to follow this truck and I did. And when the truck went on the berm, I asked again, am I supposed to fly? Yes. And by the way, I was in the slipstream, you know, that, that airfoil that the truck creates when they're going fast. Right. Again, I thought that that was wrong. And then another car came going down that ramp the wrong way. Oh I would have had God. a collision.
0: Oh my God.
1: It was dark. It was late at night. I didn't. Uh... And of course, when we come out of the turn and I ask again, do I need to stay with the truck? No, you're fine.
0: <laughs> well and I read that in the book where you talk about you know close your eyes if you think you're going to have an accident just close your eyes and say safe 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 and that was really interesting it's hey terrible. listen we're about out of time what, what can you leave us with some words of inspiration for all this craziness we're going through right now Maureen I think we could all use a little uplift
1: yeah <laughs> anything okay. you could tell us that might help us um, well, I highly recommend what we've been talking about before, which is I'm asking for a day of heaven on earth right. for me and everyone I come in contact with. That's your number one go-to thing. And then when you go to bed at night, you say, I'm waking up in 5D. I love it.
0: I love it. Hey, you guys, pick up a book. It's called Waking Up in 5D, A Practical Guide to Multidimensional Transformation by Maureen Jane St. Germain. Maureen, thank you so much for being on the high road today. My pleasure. It's so much fun. Thank you. I appreciate it. This is Nancy Yearout. Have a great week, and we'll see you next week. Take care. Bye. Hey, you guys. Join me next week on The High Road for more stories filled with wisdom, love, and hope for our future. Have a fabulous week, and know that by staying on The High Road, you will make it to your destination. Visit my website, NancyYearout.com, where you can book a private session to learn how to tap into your own abilities. And check out my YouTube channel. It's Nancy Yearout's High Road to Humanity we
3: okay.